<laughs> really? <laughs> just yeah. once, just once I would like to start this clean. Just once. I think that's impossible with you. You knew what you were getting into, Dad. No, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was getting into when we conceived you. I had no clue what we were getting into when we conceived you. No. Had I known that, still would have had you, but it would just I'd have been more prepared. Oh, Dad, Dad. <laughs> you, you can't prepare for Hurricane Connor. <laughs> That's true. I, I am a force of nature. Anyway. Hey everybody, welcome to Gene Pool Variety Hours, episode 66. <laughs> I'm Sean, I'm the old guy, I'm the dad in this duo we got going here. And the guy on the other screen that is doing like rap horn or whatever that is, is... <laughs> Yo, what it do, baby boo? It's your boy Quillmeister right here, on with the mic with, um, with, with my big old papa bear. Was hanging out here, man. Yep. Your mic sounds a little low. It is? Anyway, yeah. That's all right. It's cool. It's fine. Right. So anyway, uh, welcome. Welcome, Kurt, for hanging out with us. Um, welcome, so one and all. We're just going to kind of just hang out and do what we always do. Talk nerdy stuff and chase some chickens and talk about some weird random movies. Oh, this wasn't a weird Welcome random. to the Thunderdome. This wasn't a weird movie. This was a good movie. This was a good movie. I think... At it was weird. In a, it was weird in a way, but good. No, I, Ashton Kutcher has always made good movies. I, yeah. have, I have yet to see a bad Ashton Kutcher movie. Oh. Um, I don't know that I would call it weird. It was interesting. It was a thriller, kind of paranormal, kind of thriller, kind of thing. So that it was I, unusual I, I in that respect. I wouldn't say it was paranormal. Well, a paranormal well, is um um, um it, it's usually he's some sort of outside, a outside magical or um or or spiritual source. Well, okay, um, okay. This I... um this um, I would say I would say this um this is almost like. Like like Chronicle in a way. So um, someone having this ability, having this this trait that 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 they then learn how to use. How about we? Oh, I didn't I didn't reset the timer. How about we um? How about yeah, we hold off talk about the movie till time to talk about the movie? Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. So uh, yeah, we had to miss last week. Uh, sorry guys. Uh, some of you may come on. I think Kurt came on and, and hung out with me while I um, played some Xbox because Connor. Was in nursemaid mode with, with his fiance Nikki, and all I'll that explain. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'll explain. So we took last Friday off from the from the podcast. So yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, yeah. So what's been going on with you, man? Why um, did we have to take a week um, off last um, week? It, in a, um, in, um, in addition to being nursemaid for um for my lovely fiance. um, she um the previous day she um she had gotten the second booster shot for. For um for the vaccine and it completely knocked her on her butt. Oh okay. yeah, just completely. Yeah, and um and so in addition to to doing that, mm -hmm. um on that same Friday, um our very first washer and dryer was delivered. Cool. And and um and just and oh yeah, big adult step. Yeah. And uh, my son <laughs> installed a washer and dryer. Oh yeah, um, solo. Well, um, because we bought it, and because we bought it secondhand, mm -hmm. um, because their policy, because their policy that they, they couldn't come into the residence for right. for, uh, for liability stuff. So I, so I had to move this table solo. Had um, had, I had to basically 
wobble move the washer and dryer in solo yeah um, i i almost got everything hooked up until until i noticed i didn't hook up any um anything from the dryer to the exhaust vent yeah that so, whole so, vent so then thing I, so then i had to pull mm-hmm. yes yes so, 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 so i had to wobble that thing back out measure the distance between um between where the vent is is on the dryer to to, to where the vent is that leads outside yeah um, went to Home Depot. Oh, bought, bought a size that I thought would that I thought would be enough. Right. It, it wasn't. I I was off by like a few inches. It, it, um, it, um, it's um, it's like I could technically reach it, but I couldn't get it to actually the hook on. Okay. So um, sorry. So, I had so I had yeah. a, I had a bad joke in my head when you said that. So I just no no no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, it's go a family friendly show. So okay. It texted to me. Texted to me. Yeah. Anyway, it just, it just, it just anyway, I had to, say to go that's what she said. back to Home Depot, um, um, and and get the next size up. Which, which, okay, first, first about the eight feet. Yeah. Next size up is twenty five feet. It's like, okay, there should be a little bit of middle way stuff in this, right? Yeah. I mean, eight to twenty five feet. That's literally three times the length. Right. So. So um so so I basically had um had had to measure it, eyeball it a bit, um cut it to shape and fit, right? And um and and now the extra slack is basically under our sink. Okay, yeah, I, you know, like I like, mean, like we said, you, you're never going to find a length of that that vent pipe that's going to be exactly the right length. So you just kind of cut it to shape, so I, I or to size. So I think that's great that you did that. My son actually did something on his own. That was awesome. I've always done stuff on my own. What are I you mean, talking about? I mean, this kind of stuff, like adult installing stuff, kind of stuff. That's what I mean. You've done, yes, I know you other things, but this was it was a pretty big deal, man. It was a pretty big deal. Um, um so speaking, of, speaking of of adulting things, um, um, I I finished my I finished my my insurance stuff today, so I'm officially insured. There you go. By my work. That's so, another big adult step. He's like, like getting washers and dryers, and and uh, you know, getting health insurance and stuff. That's yes, just, Kurt, you know, I am awesome. Thank yes. you for saying that. You know what, Kurt? I keep meaning. Team Connor. I keep meaning because I have our little Jeanfield uh, Right Hour logo shirts on T Public, and I keep meaning to do a hashtag Team Connor because that's what my friends always say. So Literally, I, I, I know I'm the odd one out. Connor's the lovable one. So <laughs> I keep meaning to do it. I just haven't found a good font that I like to make that shirt. So, but one of these days Comic I'm going to make that on the Comic uh, Sans. Dad, Comic Sans. No, no, mm-mm. it needs to be something different. I wish I, I wish okay. I could find a font that matches our logo that the guy made for us. But anyway, so. Excuse me. Um, anyway. So that's yeah. cool. But yeah, that's. Um, I've basically been been big adult for the past two weeks, and I need some time to to be stupid Connor. You know. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, it's my goofball co- needs an outlet. Right. He um he has been starved for attention, and he is begging to be released. So it's 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 cool to watch you do a lot of these firsts and take these big steps and stuff because at this point in my life. Yeah, when we talk about what I've been doing, I went to work today, like yesterday and the day before. Oh, this week I went to Savannah for work and work. Savannah. You know? So I did you all, go to the Chromatic Dragon? 
I told you, I think the chromatic dragon is shut down. I don't I think I don't think it's open that. anymore. Yeah. So um, which is a shame. But look, Savannah's a really artsy school. I mean artsy town because SCAD is there, you know, Savannah Savannah College of Art and Designs or so you know. So I don't know how many of people that go to those kind of schools tend to be the kind of nerdy people that go play video games and play D and D. They're probably more, hey, let's go sit at the coffee shop and talk stuff, right? So there's probably more coffee shops, but the Chromatic Dragon kind of went away, I believe. So it is what it is, man. That um, sucks. It's why when I sold my practice, but I still had that building for a long time, um, I actually toyed with the idea of opening up a nerd store in LaGrange. Um, but it would never would have flown in LaGrange. It never would have flown in this town, you know? It just wouldn't have. There would have been a few people that would have come, but it wouldn't have been a big enough draw to keep the business afloat. So I'm like, no. Yeah, I, mean, if, I get if, that. If if that big comic game store in Noonan always looks kind of run down because it just doesn't make a lot of money, and it's in Noonan, no, nah, there's no way it's going to do it, fly in Lagrange. So it is what it is. So the, the, yeah. um um you're here you're here you're talking about heroes right? Yeah, the place you used to go in Noonan. Yeah, it's oh, still yeah. there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he. Heroes actually moved to a new location, and um, mm -hmm. and and um, and they actually did. They did so well. They expanded their market to to, to also in include include used video games, consoles, holes, um, um, t um, t shirts, shirts, um, all all kinds of all kinds of extra merchandise besides just comics, cards, and D and D stuff. Yeah, we your mom and I were up in Noonan the other day, and we drove right by it. I should I didn't know they had expanded all that stuff i'd have gone in and checked it out but anyway oh yeah so so anyway um, i miss heroes any, i yeah. i made a lot of good friends at, you did um, you did um, i mean you drive heroes. up there on back, friday nights back. and hang out with them and Do, play D D or um, magic or whatever um magic the gathering friday yeah. night magic yeah. i i loved doing that yeah so um so yeah so anything nerdy exciting happening or going on in your life these days or that you're looking forward to um um oh <laughs> have you been keeping up with um with with tiny tina's wonderlands no no not really they they just released a, a video who i'm describing two of the classes you could play oh yeah so what are they um so they're um, not your these... traditional classes no no um um oh, it is tiny tina it's borderlands meets D D essentially right this the stabamancer, which is which, when you think about it, it's like a magical rogue. Okay, you can summon up spectral blades and have them slash people and such. Mm -hmm. um, and and then then there's there's the berserker, which which is essentially a um a um a barbarian who who uses ice attacks. Okay, that's interesting. All right, so like a frost oh, yeah. giant kinda, in a way. In a way, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and so those I are the only so two. Gonna, um, so far, those, those are those are the only two out of four that uh, that they've released. Okay, gotcha. But I am so gonna pre-order this game. I mean, you know, I love Tiny Tina. We both do. We both do, and we both love Dungeons and Dragons, and we both love Borderlands. So it's the perfect combination. It, it really sounds like if they if they pull it off well, yes, it could be the perfect it could be the perfect storm for you and I. Absolutely. Um, if, um, um, if um, if if it if it's as good as it looks and runs as good as it looks, 
it it can end up being its own franchise. Well, sure it could. Sure it could. I mean, you know, you, you combine Borderlands with with D and D. Um, you're going to rope in new people, um, and you're going to expand, you know, old Borderlands people into the D and D kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, it sounds. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm just I'm not keeping up with it. You know, um, when's it supposed to come out again? Um, March of next year. Okay, so that's going to come out right after Witch Queen for Destiny Two. That's the big thing that I'm looking for because you know I don't I don't have a lot of time to play a lot, so I play very few things. Um, and so so very few I'm, things. You you play one thing. Yeah, generally, generally that's true. Although every now and then I'll go into playing something else. If I'm um, like the other night, last Friday, I was playing a few different things because I was kind of testing out some stuff for the charity stream, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and Kurt's right. One equals very few. So that is very few. So we were both right. <laughs> okay. So no need to be you, picking sides. We were both right. So you and I, hey, Dad. That's <laughs> yes, <you>, honor. <laughs> you and I should, should get back in, um, into streaming video games uh, um, of the two of us playing video games on Saturday mornings. We should get back into that. I, sure, we could definitely do that. Um, if I you have get one a... request. Yes. Has to include games other than Destiny. Well, of course. Because I don't expect you to play okay. Destiny. I know that. Um, I, I mean, I do like Destiny. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's just it's, it eventually becomes like, um, like you said um, like you said, before you got roped back into it, it just became a grind just to, just to try yeah. to keep up with a whole bunch of people, you know? Well, and, um, and, that, and that's when I had a bunch of friends that did raids and stuff, and so you tried to keep up with them so that you could go raid with them. I never really liked raiding anyway. I don't bother with raids now, so it, I don't feel that pressure. I mean, I still grind to level up, but I don't feel like I have to grind in order to keep up with friends so that I can raid. That that I, I don't feel that pressure anymore. I... I just don't like game games that that, that almost like force you uh, to grind just to feel like you're accomplishing something, you know. Right, right. And 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 you know, Destiny Two got much better about making it much less of a grindy feel. They they did a much better job of that. It anyway. did. Um, it did. It's uh, um, it's just eventually it just got um for me anyway. It just got to the point of just playing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. You know. So, uh, that's, but if you, that's what it felt like for me anyway. But if you want to, if you want to do some game streaming on Saturday mornings, we can do that. Now we can't do it tomorrow because um, my alma mater. You know, we have season tickets to UAB games, and they have their homecoming game oh, tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, your mom and I are leaving early in the morning to go to Birmingham for that. So, but okay. on Saturday mornings where we don't have anything going on, I'm usually up in the morning playing games before folks get up anyway. And you're usually up early. We same here. Saturday morning gaming sure absolutely that, I'll, I'll set up a new that, overlay and we'll this, do that this job has has permanently changed my my, my internal clock mm. now even on days when i'm off uh, um, i wake up between four and five in the morning and here's the here's the thing though when it comes to sleep hygiene sorry i'm putting my psychologist hat on here a little bit i guess i'm chasing a chicken um when it comes to sleep hygiene you kind of want to keep your your schedule pretty consistent Right from one, <laughs> the cake is a lie, you know. From one, you know, the cake is a what? Weekends, weekdays to weekends. I don't know. He, it's your friend, you know. <laughs> Ask him. I don't Dexter, know. The cake is a lie. Um, oh, portal. That's from portal. Okay, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you kind of want to keep your 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 sleep schedule pretty consistent weekdays to weekends, 
So that doesn't mean you got to get up at four o'clock on Saturday and Sunday morning. But if your body, if your body clock is waking you up early, go ahead and get up. You know, I know because it jacks up with your sleep schedule mm-hmm. when you sleep in till one in the afternoon on the weekends, but then you have to get up at four a.m. on the during the week. Oh, I never. I've never slept until freaking one in the afternoon. It was an example. Luke has, Courtney it, has, maybe, but I've never done that. It was an example. That's all. That's all. So anyway, I know. Uh, I'm trying to think of any nerdy stuff that I'm looking forward to. Um, Dune just came out. Um, just came out in theaters today and was on HBO Max yesterday. So I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I really want to watch that movie. So I'm got my nice big was, screen TV and is um it um. Isn't this Dune a reboot of something else? It's a remake of it's a remake of the Dune movie that was done in '84. I want to say, huh. which was which was you know a movie adaptation of the book Dune by Frank Herbert. Um, he did like a trilogy of books, I think, or maybe been a series. Is, I've um, always wanted to read like them, and I start of... reading them, but they're a hard read, man. So I have never is finished it, um, reading. Is it some some kind of post apocalyptic thing? Is, no, they're on different. A... They're on different planets. You know, they're it's, oh it's, okay. It's different planets so, okay, so and, it's full on and, sci-fi. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's full on sci-fi, and and it's supposed to be the books are supposed to be good. But I, I, from people that I've talked to that have actually read all the way through, it, and they say it's their his writing style is really hard to follow. And huh. I was reading it, and I love Tolkien, and I was having a hard time following his writing style. So you know, it's pretty hard. <laughs> if if I like yeah. Tolkien, and this was harder than Tolkien, so. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to watching that. So I'll probably watch that, you know, maybe tomorrow night when we get on my HBO or, Max account or Sunday. Um, and then Shang Chi comes out on Disney next month. I've really been wanting. Shang- to, I wanted to see that one when it came out in the theaters, but it was it came out on the Friday of Dragon Con. Of course, I was at Dragon Con, and then I got COVID. So I was quarantined for 10 days. So by the time I got out of quarantine, it was pretty much left the theater down here. So I didn't get to see the theater like I wanted to. So I'm, going, just... to, I'm going to be doing it. I'll probably do it on a Thursday night when your mom's at over at Bible study across the street, their neighborhood Bible study that she does with the other ladies in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah. So I can t- crank it up super loud and just watch it like a theater movie <laughs> instead of putting my headphones on. So, yeah. I, so that's what I I'm haven't felt a lot of motivation for following uh, – of only Marvel's most recent stuff, you know. Um, the um, the only thing I wanted to watch was Loki, and that's it. I haven't really Loki. felt in, any motivation to watch anything else. Did you watch WandaVision? Was, no, haven't oh. watched uh, Captain. Um, haven't watched Captain America and um, and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier either. That yeah, one of I the, haven't watched them. Of the three of them, of the three of those shows, it was the least exciting to me. Right? They were all that's, very. They were all very different styles. When I first started watching WandaVision, I'm like, what in the world am I watching here? And I almost stopped watching after the first two episodes. But I gave it, an, and then I got hooked. It was so good. Um, Loki was interesting just because of all the the, the, the time travel. The and variants. The, the variants and, and all that stuff. And I, I, I still st- can't believe he, he made out with himself. Yeah, well, kind of. Well, but who does lo- who does Loki love more than himself anyway? So it kind of makes but, sense, right? But fun fact. <laughs> oh, God. In, uh, Here we go. Um, That's definitely a chicken. Fun fact always equals some kind of chicken. Go ahead. In in the actual Norse mythology of Loki, the um I mean he um he would often you um use his illusions to be both male 
in female to, to pull his tricks. Sure, I'm sure he, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. But uh, you know, oh, and, oh, and and um and 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 here's a random thing. One time he turned himself into a female horse to um to to quote unquote entice um Odin's horse away from a race so um so so that Odin would lose. He basically kept on running away from this horse until eventually the horse did catch up with him and and bow how does someone um, and created and um and um and um and and that created Sleipnir. Here um um uh, the world's fastest horse according to Norse mythology. Okay, so so how does someone who is not like majoring in Norse mythology know that? How, how do you know that? I mean, I bet you there are people. I bet you there are people that major in in Norse mythology that don't even know that. What the? Really? <laughs> what? How do you? I don't know how you know this kind of stuff. I, I'm sorry. I just don't. I, you just kind of like, I'm pulling it right out of your butt. <laughs> oh, oh, um, and um, and um, probably um, Percy and. Jackson. You're right. Okay, okay. Well, first off, oh god, here we go. Here we go. That's here Greek go. mythology. Not I'm going to so stand back up. here. That's Greek <laughs> mythology, not Norse mythology. Flames are coming out of his ears here. <laughs> Second off. Uh, did you know? No, the chain that the chain that held Fenris, uh, the Great Wolf Fenris, is, is known as the Gleipnir. I don't even know how to pronounce what you just said. So obviously, okay, no, okay, that, I that, don't. That, that 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 watch my lips. Gleipnir. 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 Okay. The Gleipnir. What? It's easy. Yeah, Gleipnir. I'm, I'm, I'm. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, oh, know, oh, and then um, I don't know how you know this stuff. And and um and and, and then Loki and Fenris had cubs in um um Fen um Fenrir and I Boromir. need to just keep playing the chicken button over here. Just just just. <laughs> what? Wow! How did Loki we get kind here? Of a slut. How did Wait, we get Lo here? Loki is kind of a slut. Let's be honest. Well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah yes, Magnus Chase. But I've never read those books. Okay, this is all for this is all for my own Whoa. knowledge. This is all for my own research. I swear, man, getting in conversations with you is like hopping on a roller coaster and just kind of holding on and seeing oh, where it takes one you. One more thing. One more <laughs> random thing. Um, Chicken's um, getting worn out tonight. Have, have have I ever told you about about the Kieran? I don't know. Probably, at some point. Um, um, um it's uh, it's the a it's the Asian variant of the unicorn. Okay. How the did Kieran, we get to Asian unicorns? <laughs> I, I, it's it's um it's just I a theory I up. have that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Kieran in Asian mythology is described as a um as as a horse-like creature with scaly skin, um, a horn on its head, and um, and able to run with the sound of thunder. Uh, what does that sound like? Say it. What? Say it again. What? Okay. A, um. A um. 
horse I thought you were talking to the crowd. I was kind of lost here. So go no, what? No, no, no. Um, okay, I'm listening um, now. In, um, in Asian mythology, the Kieran is described as being a horse-like creature mm-hmm. with a with um who, with a tough, scaly hide, has a horn, and is able to run with the sound of thunder. It's a rhino. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I just love learning these origins and finding out how dumb because some sort of, of Asian explorer yeah. saw this thing and, and was like, okay, this, this is the only way I can explain this thing. It's basically a dragon horse, you know? Right. Right. I mean, that's what, that's always what's been cool to me. Learning yeah. the origins of things. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I've, I've been listening to, um, I've been listening to a podcast because I drove down to, you know, I have to drive down to Savannah this week for work, and it's about a four, four-hour drive, four and a half-hour drive, and yeah. one section of it from Macon to Savannah is on I-16, and it's just straight and flat, and it's one of those things, like you've seen in movies where they got that weird camera angle where the person, it looks like the person's getting closer to the screen, but the back the, the, the background is stretching out behind him. I don't know how they yeah. accomplish it. Yeah, that's what that road feels like for two and a half hours. It's like you're just constantly being stretched because it just seems like you're never getting anywhere. So it's a it's a rough stretch stretch to drive by yourself. So I typically will find an audio drama podcast to listen to, and I just listened to one um, called I think Bridgewater. Um, yes, I'll I'll hit a chicken. Bridgewater. It's called Bridgewater. It 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 has Nathan Fillion does a voice in it. One of the voices in it. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, Misha Collins, which is one of your guys from Supernatural, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he actually plays the he actually plays the main character. Will Wheaton has a voice in it. Will Wheaton. Uh, Yeah, I still and 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 I've been listening. And I just listened to the first season. Only the first season is out. I just finished listening to the first season, and it's about this place up in uh, the New England, up in there somewhere, Pennsylvania, I think. This area of the woods and all this weird stuff happens. Um, it was spirits and portals to other worlds and all this kind of stuff. And they're anyway, um, and Will Wheaton plays the, uh, he plays the, the police captain in the, in, in the show. And there's like, there was like an evil offshoot of this spiritualist group called the children of Turturbin or something or something like that. And I am, I don't, I know, I guarantee you. He's going to be a member of that. He's going to secretly have been a member of that because it's evil Will Wheaton. So he can't be just a police captain. He's got to end up being one of the evil characters that's behind a lot just of Just because he blocked you on Twitter doesn't mean he's evil. Oh, but does. That's why people call Good. him evil Will Wheaton. That's why That's why Sheldon called him evil Will Wheaton. That's why there's a hashtag called Wheaton Blocked because it's a habit. <laughs> so anyway, so it was really good. Um, and I don't know how I got to that, but... Um, but it's it's all it, oh the main character Misha Collins his character talks about that he's a professor in mythology, um, and he talks about that too that a lot of mythology comes from people seeing things they can't explain and they explain it the best way they can and it ends up being something, you know paranormal like you know, exactly. spirits and all that kind of stuff yeah so that's that's how we got there I actually remembered how we got there um, we should probably actually do something um, we <laughs> been rambling I for just, half I an just hour. like talking you know I, oh, I, just I do like too. Talking. But, you know, we actually do have a movie to talk about, and actually a, a pretty good one, and, and a kind of an interesting question to talk about, too. So, um, hey, what's up, buddy? 
I appreciate you stopping by and saying, hey, I get it that you, that I I get there's children in the house that we have to take. I I, I get it. So I really appreciate you stopping by and saying, hey, Jacob. Um, So how about, what are you, what are you doing? What are you popping over there, Mr. Mr. 25 year old? Oh, goodness. What is, no, you got to put that closer to the screen. Oh, with Captain Morgan's? Oh, yeah. Private stock. Okay. It's a good rum. Okay. Oh, geez. Really? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so clearly we don't do that often. You did that for, did it for the stream, and that didn't turn out well, did it? No, it did not. <laughs> I was sitting there going. I thought I could handle it. I was sitting there going, wow, my son has gone from drinking wine coolers, basically, and hard apple cider to um, trying a Jack and Coke at a restaurant to now he's just drinking straight out of the stinking bottle. I'm like, that, that, well, that escalated quickly. Uh, but now I see from your reaction, it I hasn't escalated that, that quickly. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know why I did that. That was just, stupid of me. Just for the fun of it. All right. Hello. Are you, are you ready for the geek question now? You ready yep. to do the geek question? Yep. All right, cool. Let's do the geek question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to have them answered immediately. Come on, I'm waiting. Are you going to try to do try to do Arnold after he just took a swig of Jack uh, of uh, Captain Morgan's? <laughs> kind of a, a mix between Captain Jack and, and 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 Arnold. You're not going to do it. You're just going to let it go. Okay. So well, then I guess we'll just move on and ask the question. Do you remember the question? I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions. Anyone that answers immediately. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You putts. You putts. Okay. Moron. So, so here's the question, guys. I am sorry. I still Grumpy have old this man cough. reference. Don't worry. It's a post-COVID cough that will not go away. It just catches me every now and then. So I apologize for that. Um, have, question, have you gone to the doctor and got no, it, There's out? nothing to do about it. It's just respiratory stuff that happens with COVID, and and people have different types of symptoms. And it hit me with this. I didn't have respiratory problems when I had it. It just kind of crept up afterwards. Anyway, so the question is this, and if anybody's got any kind of wants to chime in on their answer to this question, that'd be cool. Um, the question is, oh, and we, the question is kind of tying into memories and that kind of stuff because I'm pointing back here, deja vu, pointing on the screen there. The movie we're going to talk about is about memories and all that stuff. So anyway, so the question is this. If you could go back to any of your memories at any time to just visit whenever you needed it, which one would it be and why? Now, now you know, this movie is about kind of going back to memories and trying to change things. I'm not really asking that because we, you know, we know that that rarely would turn out well, I doubt, you know. Um, oh, yeah. and, and plus, you know, if we want to talk about memories that we want to change, then we're going to be talking about really, really yucky stuff, right? Bad stuff that we want to change. I like this one because it's more positive. Where's a cool memory that you had that you want to just kind of hang out at, Right. So, what's a memory that you have, and I know you don't have as many years to, to fall back on as I do, that you would like to just, I could if I could just ha- re- revisit that memory every now and then and just kind of hang out, what would it be? And why? Can I have, mul- can I have multiple answers, please? When do you not? <laughs> so, so, it I is allowed. I assumed you would. It is allowed. Sure. Okay. But okay, no more um, than like two or three, not like fifteen. I, I know, okay. I know. Um, um, one 
is this is going to be very cheesy, but it's going to be it's going to be um, the moment when I propose to Nikki. Okay, cool. I mean, I mean, you know, um, even though at that point we had only been dating like six months, we had known each other for years and years and years beforehand. Right. And yeah, and um, and and then when we started actually dating, it's like. I knew this was going to be the woman I was going to spend the most, the rest of my life with. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 so basically from the point of, from the point of when we started dating to when I proposed, it was basically six months of me planning how I was going to propose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, and, and that moment, and, um, 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 uh, the first minute hit um when we walked in and um, and I grabbed the attention of um of of one of the uh, park photographers sure. who um um and, and she got all giddy and she's like okay 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 she she, she, she like literally got physically excited um and um and I just kind of like like a letter along a bit until we got to this nice spot o- overlooking the pond yeah and and I mean I mean in my head I actually had this this whole speech. But, but, um, but then at the same time, when um when I stopped her, I, I was like, you know what, I've I've waited years to do this, so so I'm not gonna wait any longer. So I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna do it. Okay. And that moment of and that moment of when I decided that. Yeah. I want to relive that that whenever I can because sure. because that was a magical moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Your mom, you know, when I proposed to your mom, it was, it was so nonchalant. I mean, and it kind of caught off guard because she wasn't expecting it. But I mean, we had, we had a party. I had friends that had a party that they were, they were throwing and we were planning on going there. We were just both kind of tired or whatever and said, eh. I said, let's just hang out at the apartment. And I said, I'll fix us some spaghetti or something. We're just going to hang out. And so we're, we're literally sitting in my apartment in the in the dining room of the apartment with outdoor patio furniture table for the dining room. Okay, so we're not talking about anything <laughs> fancy. We're both because I think it was it was cool. So we're both so wearing, so so Joey and Chandler from Friends after they got robbed. Pretty much, we didn't have a foosball <laughs> table, but I mean, it, you know, but that was just our college. No, no, after they got robbed. Yeah, that was just our college. That was. No, but that was just our college um, dining room table. Me and my roommate. I, it was like a patio table and chairs for the like outdoor patio table. That's just what it was. And um, and we were just hanging out. So and it was winter time, I think. Yeah, because it was right before a Super Bowl uh, party we went to. And we're so we're hanging out and wearing sweats. So we're hanging out. I'm making spaghetti in a nasty apart, you know, college apartment at a patio outdoor furniture dining room table and had already bought the ring and said, oh, I was out today and I found something really cool I thought you might like. And then I pulled it out of my jacket pocket and got on my knee and asked her to marry me. So it was <laughs> it was kind of, it, there was nothing special about it at all, but it's still one of her favorite memories because she just loved the way we did it. But anyway, but that's not mm-hmm. one of the ones that I would do. So do you have more or do you want to kind of go back and forth? I do have more, yeah. Um, okay. Um, well, go ahead, tell me another um, one because I've this, got one. I hadn't really thought about multiple. I've got one this, that I really like. This, this, um, this one's a nerdy one, and I'm one of my favorite stories to tell from Dragon Con. When I was sitting Is it outside, the Mass I, yes, the okay. Mass Effect mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. The, um, um, for those of you who don't know, 
um um at one of our at one of our first full um full a uh, full convention and times uh, I'm going to Dragon Con. I um um earlier that summer I played nothing but Mass Effect for that entire summer. I literally played through all three games on repeat the entire summer. I basically lived in the rec room and played those games constantly. To um to the point where 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 mom where mom told you to to to, to just to just take the Xbox 360 and TV up to my room just just so I wasn't sitting in, in the hot hot um garage slash rec room all day. Yeah. Remember? Yep, I do. And um and um and and so when I was and so when I was looking at the panels for Dragon Con, I was like Oh no! There's there's a couple of Mass Effect ones, and one of them is um is, is about the the biology of races, and I'm like I love biology, so let's go so let's go to that. Okay. Um, um, I got there super early just because I wanted to get a good seat sure. right, right in the front, and um and, and and so I walked up to I walked up to the room, and um and there was already a guy sitting there. You know he um he um he, he was sitting messing with messing on his phone. I stepped beside him. And um and then I don't I don't remember exactly how we started talking, but eventually we just we just did we 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 started talking about we just started talking about the games we talked about about our favorite moments how um we um we we talked about how how we played the game our favorite parts of it yeah and and then we got to then we got to debating um the famous final final decision the ending of Mass Effect three mm-hmm. yes the end. The what choice? Exactly. Yeah. What choice of um of of symbiosis, destruction, or control, um in in Mass Effect Three? And which one did and, you um, choose again? I always, always, always chose synthesis and symbiosis of basically fusing man and machine because okay. because no because no matter what you chose, the, the Reapers would have always been been reborn or or just come back. If you destroyed them, I mean, I mean, we learned our lesson from the Geth. Um, we we um eventually we create methods of our own um destruction. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's natural order of things. So, so, so even if we didn't make, so even if it wasn't for millennia in the future, we still would have eventually made something that would have been as bad as the Reapers. Okay, if we controlled them. And um, that again was also a temporary solution because the Reapers eventually we would just come back at the next uh, at the next um, cycle of when they come. You know, mm-hmm. oh, that's that's that that's what they do. Ooh, um, and um, and um, and I remember her, her. That's what being that what that's what was being said. Yeah. Um, it would stop you. It would stop them for now. Yeah. And um and so when it got to to talking about about synthesis and symbiosis. I was like, it's the only true, lasting option for peace because because then even the reapers who because then even the reapers would become partially human, right? You know, right? And they um 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 and and then the entire world, um, the entire galaxy would have become perfect in their eyes, including them, and so mm-hmm. they would have no need to then attack anyone, right? And, and he said, huh. I never thought about all of it exactly like that when I wrote it. You, you, you're very smart, and um, and um, and at the time, I guess I didn't hear it right, um, because I'm like, thank you. I'm just hearing the compliment. Well, well, eventually we go in, yeah, and and then I'm going, then I'm going to my seat. 
he goes behind the table and sits there and then later he's then later he's introduced as one of the head writers for the games <laughs> and i'm like huh i so, so i just talks the ear off to one of the creators of one of my favorite game series and and he complimented me and and, and said i was smart yeah that's cool that's i mean i mean i mean that's comparable to to um to a seven of nine calling you over and singling you out in uh, in the Walk of Fame. Yep, yep, yep. So you know, as as far as memories for me, like a serious one, the one that I was thinking about is, you know, when we moved. Look, we had the three. Me and your mom had the three boys. Had you and your two brothers, right? And yep. y'all were kind of a handful. For a lot of different reasons, right? And so there was a yeah. lot of stress, and there was there was no time for anything but taking care of you guys and, um, you know the the office, you know, because we'd moved down here and we'd started the practice, and I was working there, and she was helping me run the thing, and that was pretty much our life. And so, and plus, because we're running our own small private practice, there was not a lot of money to kind of go on big vacations and stuff, and so. It was always really important to me that we had time, she and I, right? So you got to kind of guard that husband-wife time so you don't lose lose that in just being mom and dad identity, you know? It's, it's really important to do yeah. that. And it wasn't until, you know, she went, it may have been all three of you, I mean, all of y'all. It was one of those summers y'all went the whole summer, right? And y'all went to Oklahoma for the whole summer. And she, I got her to agree one year to go for one night overnight to a mountain cabin because she felt uncomfortable leaving you guys, you know, with anybody. You know, she, you guys stayed with Grammy and Granddaddy or they came here and stayed with you guys. And then it got to where we extended it to the point to where we would take a four-day weekend every fall and go to the mountains. And it would just be she and I, you guys would stay with, with the grandparents. And it was the time. We would literally get there, unload the car, take our watches and our phones off and turn them off. Okay, we would leave one on. I would set my phone for an alarm for Monday morning at 7 o'clock or something like that, the day that we were leaving, to remind us. And, and then, so we had zero concept of time or anything. If we, if we wanted to eat, we ate. If we wanted to sleep, we slept. If we wanted to go somewhere, we went somewhere. And it was just four days of just relaxing and hanging out, just she and I doing whatever we wanted to do. It was such a great recharge time. And we haven't gotten to do it for the last several years because of the job she has now, working, you know, taking care of my cousin's kids on the spectrum, and she's a teacher. So your mom doesn't get paid vacations, doesn't get time off, and so there's very rare times for us to go now. But... That, those weekends, we would look forward to every year, and they were precious to us because it was a time to just kind of recharge and relax and catch our breath to get going for the next year, right? So I mean, I mean we those. were a handful. Me, yeah. um, me and my brothers were a handful. Yeah, in more ways than one, uh, which we won't get into. But anyway, <clears throat> so... So that's that's a memory. If I could go back and revisit any of those, anytime, we weren't always that bad, were we? When you were little, because of okay. ADHD and all the the autism spectrum behaviors that were that would happen, it was you know. And then 
you know, Luke being the neurotypical one in the middle, not understanding why he didn't, his brothers weren't his playmates, you know, because you and Mitch, your brains work differently. Um, and so there was always that animosity going on, and he was always upset, and he didn't understand, and you guys didn't understand. And so, yeah, it was, it was just really stressful. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember one time your mom and I um, had a place, and, you know, of course, all these, these mountain cabins have hot tubs out on the deck, you know, and so uh, we were... We got in the hot tub and had a glass of wine, and, and this one was kind of up on a hill looking over a valley, and there was a mountain on the other side, you know? And so we watched the full moon rise over the mountain across the valley, and as the full moon rose up over, and there was not a cloud in the sky, so it was really bright, and you could see the stars and all this kind of stuff. As the full moon was rising up over the mountain across the valley, all of a sudden you could hear all the coyotes and the wolves out through the mountains starting to howl and calling back and forth each other across the valley. It was so I want, cool. I wanted to experience that. That, that was so amazing. cool. That was so cool. So, you know, that those is are some nature of my fond- at its finest. Those are some of my fondest memories. Um, nerdy memories, I guess, would probably be like the 7 of 9 story. Yeah. Um, no, we yet, haven't talked about no. Butterfly Effect yet. No, we're about to get into that. We're finishing up our yeah. geek question. Um so uh, the seven of nine story, you know, Jerry Ryan, you know, I'm, I'm walking through the Walk of Fame and um, she you know, singles I, I, you out because she sees me in my Inigo Montoya cosplay. She calls me over, says, says, hey, are you Inigo Montoya? And I'm like, yes. And she says, say the line. I say the line. And then we end up having a conversation for like 15 minutes. And not during that entire 15 minutes, we didn't seven of nine and Star Trek. Those words never came out of our mouths. We were talking about being parents because I follow her on Instagram. So I saw, you know, raising her daughter and, you know, and just taking her to horse, you know, riding lessons. And so we just talked about being parents. It was really cool. Um, and then, you know, I mean, the other one. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when I got Jillian Anderson to sign, you know, to give my autograph, they said, love your second wife. That was kind of funny. But, uh, no, it was the year that Defiance, it was the last year of their show, and the whole cast was at Dragon Con. And I went to their panels, because I knew this was probably the last year. I knew they probably weren't going to get renewed, so I went to a lot, most of their panels. And in one of them, one of the, the guy that played the, the son of the alien, of the Castathans, um, talked about how their blood was really bright pink and, you know, really bright pink. And so... When they had to use blood, Castathan blood, the Pepto Bismol yeah, story. Yeah, it, it was always a it was always a mixture of like raspberry juice or something like that and Pepto Bismol. And he says, "I absolutely, utterly hate Pepto Bismol. It makes me gag." And he says, "And there was a scene where I was captured by the humans and they were beating me up, and so my mouth had to bleed because they punched me in the face." And so I had to keep a mouthful of that Pepto-Bismol crap in my mouth for like 15 minutes as we kept doing take after take after take. And he just talked about how gross it was, right? And so, of course, at DragonCon, there's a CVS right there on the corner, right there amongst all those hotels. So as a joke, I went up to CVS, bought him a bottle of Pepto-Bismol, and brought it down to him at the Walk of Fame and handed it to him and was joking around with the whole cast. They were all there. And then um, the woman that played Doc Yule, you know, like the, the like white bald head, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. doctor, yeah. she was right there. And then I happened to be walking through the, ne- the next day 
and he he I, I caught their attention and said hey to him. He says, Hey, you're the guy that brought me the Pepto Bismol yesterday, right? He said I said, Yeah. He says, Thank you so much because we went out last night and she started getting sick. So she used her Pepto Bismol last night. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. So anyway. You, so 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 you saved you saved. So I healed the physician. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Physician? There's all kinds. There's all kinds of little stories like that at Dragon Con, but those are probably my three biggest ones that I've had. You know, and because because we don't say, huh? I heard two. Well, the Jillian Anderson one. You know. Um, Okay. You know, and we don't stay at the host hotels, so we don't get the stories that all of my friends that stay at the host hotels have of running into celebrities at the bar at night, right? We don't get those. I wish we could do one of those one year. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Maybe we'll see. we'll try to work into that one year. But anyway, so that's the answer to my Those are the, my questions, like a serious one and a geeky one. You've done a serious one and a geeky one. I think we yeah. should probably talk about Butterfly Effect. I think that would be something that would be okay. really important for us to do. So how about we jump into the next installment of Roll for Credits? Okay. You ready? Yep, let's do cool. it. Let's do it. So now we're going to talk about the Butterfly Effect. Oh, yeah, now we're going to talk about Butterfly Effect. Yeah, so now i got to put my notes. So, uh, I didn't really take many notes, but we're talking about the, was I think, 2004 um, movie, thriller movie with Ashton Kutcher um, called The Butterfly Effect. Um, and I had notes on here, and they're gone. So, why don't you tell, tell us about the movie? So, essentially, the movie is um, it, um, it was about this guy... Here we go. Uh, okay. Evan Tierborn. Yeah. Trayborn. Um oh, Trayborn, sorry. Mm-hmm. Evan Trayborn and um and, and ever since he was um, ever since he was a little kid, he would get these memory blackouts and yep. just um and, and just he would just lose moments of time not um not not really knowing what happened and and having no memory of what happened in those blocks of time. So so for the longest time, um his mom took him to specialists just trying to just trying to figure out if there was anything wrong with him obviously there wasn't and um um it, it, it kind of goes for, for, from his life of of as a kid to um down down a teenager and um and then to when he's basically in college right and, fast forward to when he's in college right and that's and that's yeah. when the that's when the major parts of the movie that's, happened yes, during his college ma- years yeah, yeah. but oh, he, yeah. but he, but still he goes back in time a lot, you know, to those other those other things, right? Now that's the thing. Um, he, um, somehow, somehow he's um, either he has this genetic ability, or um, or or, or he's unlocked some kind of some kind of secret to to basically time traveling into a younger version of yourself to influence past events by and change them. By, and change them yes mm-hmm. and um and basically and basically he um he would he um he um yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk connor you can do this talk you know it's a you skill know man use, it's a skill use your words <laughs> use your words fat man okay so when when the, when these blackouts started a doctor suggested him to to keep a journal you know and just log things that happened <laughs> right and um and um and when he got into college he just started reading them eventually just trying to remember things that happened and and he then and then as he read them he would get like all quivery vibrating 
and then essentially he he would then essentially he he would inhabit the past version of himself at the time of when he was reading those um the um those journals so so if you read a journal from when he was seven he he would he would inhabit his seven-year-old mind and yeah. basically he'd be able to influence events at that point so, right I mean, he, so um, he would have he would have, he would have the same memories and same mannerisms as adult him just basically be in a kid body right right it was very it was very entertaining you know, he um hearing basically a seven-year-old kid call um call this guy an f bag yeah, yeah you know yeah I, I, so that's that was oddly entertaining basically the the premise the premise here is that look, i mean people have heard of the phrase the butterfly effect you know that a butterfly can flap its wings on one side of the world and it can create a chain and of a events typhoon happens in create another. a typhoon on this other world right and so it was it was evan and he had three friends, a brother and a sister, and then this other guy. And I don't remember the characters' um, names. Uh, maybe you um, can remember Lenny, the names. Tommy, and Kalea? Kalea? I don't remember, I don't remember like what her name was. But anyway, so that was them. And bad stuff happened with Tommy and her um, dad. There were some suggestions that there was some sexual abuse that went on. And Suggestions? Initially, it was suggestions. They became more clear as the movie went on. You know that first scene where they're so some and 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 they Evan, were naked with a camera pointed at him. Evan and, um, black stuff. Evan black stuff out. Um, but then they kind of became juvenile delinquents because they went through some yucky stuff, and you know, and then somebody got hurt, somebody got killed, so all these bad things happened. Um, and he decided, and he'd always said, because he and the girl kind of liked each other, and he always said when they moved away after the bad stuff happened, he always I'll said come he'd come back, back for, you. for you. And he never really did, um, and he always felt bad about that. And when he realized that he could, when he realized that he could read these memories and go back in time, he's like, I want to save her. I want to fix everything and make everybody happy. And so that was the premise of the movie. He kept going back to former memories, trying to fix all the problems from when they were kids so that she would be okay because, you know, initially she was like a hooker, a drug addict hooker, you know. Well, not initially. No, she, that, she, was a, um, she was a waitress at first, but she killed herself yes, after they met. That's when he decided he started to go back to his memories. And then he went back and, did, and changed something in those memories, and she became a drug addict hooker. Uh, and then there was that was the last thing that happened. I, I know. In, I'm just in, saying. In between there, um, in between I, those two, who um, they got together and were happy. True, but he ended up killing Tommy because Tommy had gone to prison because he had said he had gone back to protect her from her dad. So then, Dad took all of his violence and stuff out on Tommy, and so Tommy became basically a serial killer and was in prison. Came out and attacked them. He ended up killing Tommy, so that so he's like, I can't have that happen, you know. So then he goes back and he tries to fix there was, things. There was there was um there was um there was, there was also this whole amazing prison arc, you know, of him in prison for yeah. killing Tommy. Right, there that was, was pretty cool. Right, and so what he started to figure. Oh, and his friend um, Lenny, Lenny, who by the way is Foggy from Daredevil. I know. Okay, uh, when I saw him, like Foggy, that was the first thing I said. And I couldn't see him as anything but Foggy from Daredevil. But anyway, I know. Um, 
he had all kinds of problems because it didn't. And so Evan started to figure out it doesn't matter what I do. Things are going to turn out bad for someone in some way, no matter what I do, you know? Um, it was kind of like a dark version of Groundhog Day, if you think about it. I don't think um, ground, Groundhog Day was, um, was just one guy reliving the exact same day over and over and over again. Right, and he would change things, but things still wouldn't turn out right. No, in, he in would change ways. things, and he would change things, and they would just reset. Right, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is, is yes, I understand it's not the exact same thing. I, I'm what I'm I, saying is is I that, don't see it. Okay, what I'm saying is is that you can change one small thing, and it's going to have a chain of events uh, and uh, occurrences and consequences that you cannot predict. Yeah. So for him to think he could go back and change one small decision. To fix all of it, it was sad to watch, and his yeah. frustration was getting worse and worse. Um, so, but it was fascinating. And and what 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 we haven't mentioned is that his dad was in a, a mental institution because get you, because you, he figured out the same thing. Because listen, because his dad had the same thing. His dad could have done could have done the same thing and and could do all that same stuff and it basically drove him crazy. So um I I wouldn't say it drove him crazy. He um I I would say I um 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 I would say that people thought he was crazy and um and um and he thought the only way to keep them truly safe from him and this ability was uh, was to let them think he was crazy and to be sequestered. Right. Right. You know, so, because um, be, um, because if you remember from um, um, when um, when Evan was visiting his dad and then older him inhabited at that time um that time period, it um um he um the dad was constantly warning him to stop this and he was extremely lucid about it um yeah. and, and and he loved his wife you know and and he's like like he wanted to do something to 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 protect her and he thought. The only way to do that was was to stop the moment from happening, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why he ended up trying to try to strangle his son. Yeah. So um, I will say this though: what? Not a lot of time travel movies actually show oh stuff like this happening. Mm-hmm. You know, they they um um it's usually basically a time travel to to a period, and then them and then they're just doing stuff in that period, kind of kind of like Back to the Future Two. Back um da, um back to the future three you know and they're just basically in that of uh, in that time period and they're not really trying to change anything right right um, right. um with, with this movie we, we can see the actual well, um consequences of time travel because because as you as you said um if you change one thing uh, unless you stay there and watch and watch for the rest of those years and to figure out what happens you can't then predict what's then going to happen yeah so it it brings up the question. Do you think that you can go back and change one thing and it not affect anything else? No, it's impossible. I, okay. Yeah, I mean, because, I thought that was going to be—I because... thought that was going to be a, a long discussion, but it's a pretty short discussion. Yeah, I don't see how in the world because you can't change a single variable without it having consequences in multiple outcomes, right? I mean, I mean just from a scientific research point of view, if you change a variable, it's going to have an an impact. On this data over here, and then 
the the change in that data over there is going to affect the the third order effects and the fourth order effects. It is. It's like a butterfly I mean, effect, right? I mean, I mean, think about it. Um, 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 if um, if um, if if you're driving point, down Kurt. the road, yeah. I mean, yeah, but then you're kind of looking at the whole flashpoint thing and different timelines and 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 whoa, that's above my pay grade about the whole yeah. multiple universes and all that kind of stuff. So multiverse, should just see multiverse. I yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, if you um, go with that that approach, then yes, you can create a separate timeline. But then you, I'm going kind of the assumption that there's a single timeline and you just change the events in that timeline. Kind of like what happened in um, in Butterfly Effect. It, it, it was a singular timeline that then changed as right. he went back in time. Right. And so that's what also, I'm saying. Because I, I, I can't wrap my head around the fact, around the concept of, of Evan going back and making a change in a decision. And it creates a completely different storyline or timeline so that you have multiple events going at the same time. Just kind of like in the Loki um, show that was on Disney Plus with all the branching timelines. I mean, it makes my brain hurt trying to keep up with all that, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm taking the approach of it's a single timeline, and you just change the events in that timeline, right? Um, the one thing I'm I've always been kind of con- what the one thing I've always been kind of in, um, confused about is is if you remember her in the movie, the um 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 in the beginning, and, um, um, and we saw Evan go go, go through these go through these uh blackouts we know they're the same events that happened and um um we um we know they're the same events that he tries to change you know yeah but um um but for some reason those events don't change mm-hmm. um, in, um, um, in, in his first living through but but he is still blacking out um, as uh, as his old older self occupies him so so it kind of makes me wonder okay Okay. Okay. So, so he blacked out, which, which means, um, as we see later, it means his older self is occupying that, that self in, um, in that year. Right. And it's like, it's like okay, but nothing changed, and um, and um, and it still went to went to the original beginning point. So, so how come, so how come in those blackouts he didn't change like he did before? It's do you only, see how this? If, do, if, if, do you see how time in that this movie is linear and everything changes as he blacks out? Do you see you know? how hard this is and how much it can make your brain hurt? And that's just that's just trying to figure all the all the details out in a single timeline. Now imagine trying to branch it out into multiple timelines. I I, I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. I mean, time time travel and, and this is in some ways kind of a time travel type movie. Time travel movies always fascinate me and they confuse the heck out of me because I just can't keep up. I can't under, I can't I can't think that esoterically about all this stuff, you know? I just can't. It's just, my brain doesn't work like that. So when you think about it, Dad, that this movie is, is almost is actually a lot more similar to to uh, what's um, what, what was the name of the British movie we saw? Uh, um, 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 uh, the guy that had that 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 magic hotel room that could travel back one day in the past. You know, forty one. Do you remember? 41. 41. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Um, in my mind, this is almost like a version of 41, ex- uh, except, except, instead, of, instead of inhabiting your previous day's self, it just it comes back with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fascinating That's movie. More... It was super confusing, but it was fascinating. Yeah. Confusing but fascinating. Mm-hmm. This the, uh, this one was just fascinating. Yeah, I, the I thought acting so was oh. amazing. Yeah, wanna... The storytelling was amazing. 
Uh, sorry, we ran out of time. So, uh, so I'm just that's keeping us on track. We should just. What's that from? Oh, that's that's when that time runs out in, in, in Super Mario. I've never played Super Mario. <gasps> I know you're too young. I get it. I get it. I'm just giving you a hard time. So, anyway, um, um, I um I played it a bit back um um back when that um that. McDonald's close close to Western Heights um had those uh, little uh, game things in there. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So, so look, uh, and 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 it still had had that parrot theme. That was weird. So, so Butterfly Effect I, was a great movie. I mean, we just kind of talked about the movie. And again, I tell people all the time, we don't I review have movies. We just see, talk about them. I have yet to see a bad Ashton Kutcher movie. I have yet to see a bad eh, one. I'm sure he's got some out there, because uh, I haven't seen every Ashton Kutcher movie. Um, um, what was what was that one when we where where he was a spy that we saw that one? Oh, I love that one. Uh, uh, yeah. there was it the Killers, something like that. Uh, yeah. I have to th- I have to remember. But I'll, yeah. it's, it's one of those movies where it's one of my guilty pleasures. If I see that movie on, I'm going to watch it. Um, I don't know why. I just I just and you know watching watching Rob Diggle with a snaggletooth. As as a horny um, assassin, you know, sleazeball, it's a funny character. But anyway, um, so as far as the movie goes, it, it's very fascinating, and it's, and it's really sad when you think about it because he's desperately trying to save some people, and it doesn't matter, and because he truly cares about all three of those of his friends. And it doesn't matter what he does to try to alter the timeline to fix things. Someone ends up in pain. Something bad happens to somebody. And he realizes over time that's the outcome is inescapable. The only thing he can change is who's going to be the target of the outcome. Right? That's really all that he could change. Um, and so ultimately, he decides to change it, and he takes on the pain himself. Right? Spoiler alert! It's two thousand four. It's seventeen years ago. If you hadn't seen this movie yet, sorry, deal with it. Um, but he finally, at the end, he decides, as they're trying to shut him down. You know, the psychiatrist in the mental hospital. He watches a home because they take all of his journals away from him with all of his memories. So he watches a home movie of when he's first introduced to the the girl, and. That's when he first liked her. But he chose instead in that scene, in that moment, in that memory, to tell her that he hated her and never wanted to see her again. Yeah. And he did that so that she would be hurt and they wouldn't become friends and she would end up living a completely different life. And when she did that, all three of his friends ended up with happy, healthy lives. But they never knew each other. You know, uh, and so ex- except him and Lenny, except well, yeah, him except and Lenny, him, yeah, him and Lenny still friends. knew right. They still knew each other, but but she and he and he they always felt like they were destined to be together, and he had to live a life knowing that he would never be with her. But he did. He made that sacrifice so that everybody could be alive and healthy and happy, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, so that's that's how the movie ended. Um, it's really it was really well done. I thought the acting was really well. I thought they did great playing all the different iterations of themselves. You know? I thought that was really interesting that they had to play basically different characters over and over and over. But it was them 
but not them. You know what I'm saying? So they had to the, they had to um, they had to keep the, the essence of their character. Played... They had to keep the essence of their character, but then change it given the history, the new history that they had. And that was I the thought, thought they all did a pretty good job girl. of that. What's that? The actor who, who played the girl was very familiar. I know I've seen her in something else, but I I've seen her in stuff too. Her. And I, I I did a quick scan on um, IMDb, and I think if I'd looked a little closer, I'd recognize some things that she had been in. I recognize some things that she's been in, but I don't know that I remember her being in those things because I don't remember if I've even seen those things. So yeah, but I've seen her before. Uh, obviously, I've seen Foggy before um, and seen Ashton Kutcher, the guy that played Tommy. I'd never seen before. Um, but wouldn't oh, no, wait. no. Uh, wait, wait. I I know uh, I know I know where I've seen her. Where she played she played one of JD's girlfriends in Scrubs. She was she was a, she was a quote unquote drama queen. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's um, where I saw her. Okay, so that was gonna drive me crazy. You know, it was kind of interesting because hey, your babe. mom. Because I was telling her this is the movie that we were doing, and she's like, "Yeah, she remembered us watching it years ago, well, 2005 or whenever it came out on, on VHS or DVD, a long time ago when we watched yeah. it." And she says, "For me to remember a movie, that means that I really liked it." And she she liked the movie; she thought it was really good. Sure. But the ending, and I'd forgotten this, the ending. We must have seen the director's cut because the ending that we saw was vastly different than the ending that you and I saw. Okay, what was the ending you guys saw? Do you remember when Evan's mom was talking to him and she had mentioned that she had had two miscarriages before him and so he was like her miracle baby? Yeah. Do you remember that? Well, in the director's cut, the end of the movie is time keeps going back further and further and further and further. All the uh-huh. way back to where Evan is in the womb. He hasn't even been born yet. And they do like they do like an ultrasound, you know, picture of him in the womb. Yeah. And he strangles himself with his umbilical cord so that he'll never be born. To prevent it all from happening. That's how the original that's how the director's cut movie ended. So his two siblings, the miscarriages that his mom had had, they had done the same thing. That was the implication. They had all gone through all this themselves and killed themselves to keep it from happening, to keep this the the cycle from continuing. Damn. Yeah. So that was the, that was the dark version. <laughs> so and I didn't. I I'm didn't glad remember. I saw the good version. <laughs> God dang. So yeah. So that so that was really interesting. But here's something else that I just read a while ago, looking what? at just some trivia on this. You know, his name is Evan Trayborn, right? Yeah. Move the T from Trayborn to the end of Evan. It's Event Reborn. Okay. Event Reborn. His The character's original name was going to be Chris Trayborn. Move the T over. Christ Reborn. The original, so they, they were putting all the symbolism in there. But I think they probably thought that was a little bit too religiously heavy-handed, and so that's why they changed his name to Evan instead. There, there wasn't one character in um in in the, in the prison system was Carlos was who um who was very religious. Right, right, right. So anyway, so that so that that was just I, I didn't even catch that in the naming kind of stuff. It's it's so funny, you know. Um, and I don't catch that kind of stuff, but you know, I was on um, TV Travis's. Wait, you haven't seen? 
you know, with him uh, one time. I was a guest on his podcast one time. And, you know, he's a former film student, and so he's he sees those things and when they happen. He catches all those things, like, did you notice his name and the way it was written and all this kind of stuff. And I miss all that stuff. It's just like, <laughs> I just watch the movie and enjoy it. I'm a pretty simple man with simple tastes. Just let me watch a movie that I enjoy. I don't catch most of those things. <coughs> so it adds layers of meaning to those movies, you know, and I, I wish I caught those things a whole lot more. Um, so uh, you got anything else you want to say about uh, Butterfly Effect? Huh. No, I'm good. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it was a great movie. I'm sorry that I don't didn't have more comments to make about the movie, but I watched it two weeks ago when I thought we were going to have that episode, our episode, and we had to cancel. So it was a little bit faded in my memory. You watched it just today. That's why I wanted to just kind of follow your lead today because I just couldn't remember as much of the details. But um, yeah. it was when I saw that we were going to watch this, and I'm like, okay, I remember, I remember seeing this one. I don't remember much about it. But I remember seeing it. I, I remember it being just not that great. But I was really wrong. I really, truly enjoyed this movie. Now, I've been told very clearly, never watch the sequels, because they're really bad. But um, There are sequels? Yeah, but I don't think they're in it. He's not in it. They just, it's different people. It's probably a different storyline. Same kind of concept, just different storyline. They named it Butterfly Effect 2 what, or 3 or whatever. What if, this, what if the sequels are actually the previous miscarriages? I don't know. Have fun with it. Go for it. I, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not that interested to go track those down. So, but anyway. So yeah, that so so that's that's butterfly effect. It's 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 really good. A lot of people kind of dog on Ashton Kutcher because he's kind of a simple guy and and he's not like you know one of your classic drama actors. But I like I like Ashton Kutcher. I think he does a pretty good job in most of what he does. Now he's, granted he takes more he's of a simple man's Keanu Reeves. He takes he takes a he's a simple man's goofy Keanu Reeves, yeah. He he tends to take more of a comedic approach to most of his characters, which I think belies some of his talent. I think he could be I think he could do a lot more. It's like when Robin Williams finally started doing dramatic roles, all of a sudden people went, "Oh my gosh, this guy's a fantastic actor!" You know, this guy can do anything done, because he had done so much comedy, and that's all he had done. People thought he was just some goofy dude. They didn't realize the acting chops that he truly had until he started doing drama. Yeah. You know, so um, I think you know Ashton could probably do the same kind of thing. You know, so anyway. So, so that's yeah. So that's butterfly he, effect. If you he like, he actually does take take a lot of dramatic. Um, he he takes a lot of dramatic liberties. He's um, in his show, The Ranch, on Netflix. Have you seen it? No, I. Just, it's no. actually really good. Yeah, I've just never it's really no, it's never you caught like me to it. want us to want to watch that. Even though I like Sam Elliott, um, I like uh uh what's her name that plays his is it play plays his wife? What's her uh I, I the blonde are. The the blonde, yeah, the blonde girl. Are you talking about? Are you talking about Ashton Kutcher's character or, I, I, or Sam I, Elliott's character? I, no, not Sam Elliott. Whoever, no, we. She plays somebody's wife in that show. Yeah, she was. She um, was. She was Keith. Ashton Kutcher's. Ashton Kutcher's wife. Yeah, she was Keith for Sutherland's daughter in the TV show Twenty Four. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, anyway, still, well, still, we'll say I'm you, drawing you, a blank on her name you right now. Try it. 
But it's actually really good. You should I've, try it. I've got plenty of shows that I'm watching. Um, I'm, I'm oh, back. Oh, you do? Do you, huh? Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get into uh, finish Blind Spot. I've I, I never finished the first season. I've wa- I started it several times. I never What's finished the Blind first season. Spot? It's a show that's on. I don't know if it's still on. It may be canceled by now. But I think it had about five seasons. And a woman. The first show. There's a bag, like a body bag size bag, laying in the middle of the intersection at Times Square. And people start freaking out. A cop sees it and starts freaking out, thinking it's a bomb or something like that. Clears out the block. They get the bomb squad there. And the bomb technician is going up to this bag. And as he's getting close to the bag, the bag starts to unzip. And the bag unzips, and this woman, completely naked, but her entire body from her neck down to her feet is covered in tattoos. I mean her entire body. Butt cheeks, everything is covered in tattoos. And she doesn't know who she is. She has no memory of who she is or anything. And it turns out she becomes kind of a ward of the of the FBI. And it turns out all of her all of the tattoos that she has are clues to crimes that have happened or mysteries that need to be solved or something like that. So somebody's tattooed her with clues to solve crimes. And so they end up documenting all of her tattoos, and that's what the show becomes, is trying to figure out who she is and then solve all these crimes that her tattoos send them, all these goose chases that her tattoos send them on. It's called Blind Spot. It's really good. And that's, the, that, sounds, that sounds like a weird version of Dead Zone. The good, No, that's just memories. That's not tattoos. Anyway, um... The girl that played, she was one of the, uh, in Thor. She was the female <laughs> friend of his in in Thor. Her name's Jamie Alexander. She plays the main character. She plays Jane Doe. Anyway, so I've been watching that. So I'm into second season. I'm trying to get, get going with that. And I started watching another one with Martin Short and Steve Martin and Selena Gomez on Hulu called Only Murders Happen in the Building, which is uh, kind of interesting, kind of uh-huh. funny. Martin Short, Selena Gomez, and who? Steve Martin. What the? <laughs> they all you live in this building. Think, you would not think those three would have, any, would right? have anything in common, but they they well, Steve Martin, Steve Martin, and 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 it's like, why would anybody want to talk about Steve? Martin uh, Short and know. Steve Martin? They do a lot of stuff together. They've they've done off. They've done wait, Broadway. Wait, they've done Steve Broadway. Martin, Martin, Steve Martin, Martin Short. I know, right? Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so that. Anyway, so the, the premise of that sh- the premise of that show is that um, they all live in the same building, you know, a, like a high rise in New York, and somebody gets murdered in that building, and they all love true crime podcasts. They're all like, they just they're those kind of people that love the true crime podcast. So they they think that the person has been murdered, that it wasn't a suicide. And so they start to develop their own true crime podcast and investigate the murder. Oh my god! So anyway, okay, it's not, it's I, not bad. I, I, I gotta watch this. I, the I only murders happen in the building. It's on Hulu. So I know. So anyway, so I've been watching those. Um, trying to think if there's anything, and then just watching ER with your mom. We've been watching that again. So really, ER? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, we watched that religiously when we lived in Chicago because it's set in Chicago. You know, and then we moved to North Dakota, started having babies, and we kind of faded off and stopped watching. 
But that show was have, on like um, 16 years. Have it's crazy. Have, have you guys have you guys tried the Good Doctor? We did. We watched maybe the first four or five episodes, and I wasn't a huge fan of how he portrayed the character. Um, I understand. I felt, I felt like they kind of tried to make him like this sappy, lovable, hey, let's pull at your heartstrings at any episode kind of character. And I don't think that's really kind of an accurate portrayal of someone on the spectrum who's a, who happens to be a doctor. I think it would be a little bit more difficult than that. And, it, yeah. you know, they may have fleshed out his character later on, but it just wasn't enough to kind of keep us interested. I so, understand. Yeah. We're, we're kind of sticklers about those those kind of shows, right? Yeah. That's why, you know, like with when Claire Danes did Temple Grandin, we love that movie because she nailed that character and that person so well, you know. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. Okay, so I got nothing else, man. We've kind of we've we've talked about the movies. I and am rambling, tired so. and I am done. Okay, so we're gonna I'm gonna roll for the next movie and then we're gonna get out of here. Okay, so with my with my broken D and D box. So we're gonna roll for our service that we're gonna use. Then we're gonna roll for yep. the genre. And then we're going to yep. roll this bad boy to figure out which movie in that genre we're going to watch. Okay? Let's so, do it. Huh? So, here we go. I so, said, let's do it. Sound effects. There you go. All right. So, I got uh, I got an eight on the 20-sided die. So, that would be Hulu. So, we're going to watch uh-huh. a movie on Hulu. And then I got a five. Which would be comedy, I think. Let me check. Comedy. So it's going to be a comedy on awesome. Hulu. Awesome. All right. I could use a good laugh. And then I rolled, out of a 100-sided dice, I rolled a four. Go figure, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go to Hulu, to comedy, and find the fourth movie in the comedy list. All right? So I'm going to pull that up real quick. All right? One sec. And then I'm pull that list up. And then I'll start looking for it, and we'll go from there. So one sec. All right. So I'm going to play my music, and I'll be right back. I think. There we go. Okay, so um, just from the picture that I see on here, I think it's probably going to be more like a black comedy than a comedy comedy. So we're going to watch a movie called 12 Hour Shift. The picture, like the picture promo movie poster little picture, says 12 Hour Shift with a woman's face with blood splattered all over it. And it's a comedy? And it says, bodies start to pile up when a drug user nurse and her cousin try to find a replacement kidney for an organ trafficker. So What? So apparently, this drug-using nurse starts harvesting body parts, I guess, from cadavers for an organ trafficker or something? I don't know. What? How are you going to make that a comedy? I don't know. But, of course, then again, 
Fargo was considered a black comedy, and they killed people in wood chippers. In 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 that the one with Eddie Murphy. Fargo. Um, there was um, wasn't Eddie Murphy in um in in some sort of of gangster comedy thing? Thing a sh- um sh- shot off somebody's toe. Harlem Nights. Okay. You can't get Harlem Nights in the in the Prohibition era versus Fargo, North Dakota. You can't get too much far apart, further apart. Shut up. And 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 I, you and I lived in North Dakota. How many? Just stating a fact. How many people of Eddie Murphy's heritage? Did we often see in Fargo, North Dakota? I literally have no <laughs> memory of. I know. I've got like zero memory of German of and Scandinavian dad. is pretty much all we saw up there, right? That's kind of because that's where that's it's anyway. I just thought yeah, it was kind. Of, I just thought yeah, it was kind of funny. Huh? Yes, it's wonderful. Yes, it's wonderful. Anyway, so we're gonna watch a apparently a black comedy about organ harvesting. I don't know how you can make a black comedy out of organ harvesting with a drug a drug abusing nurse, but somehow they're going to do that, and somehow we're going to watch it. Um, oh, um, but we're probably not going to have a show next week because um, your 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 fourth brother Jake, we his Connor's brother Luke, his best friend was Jake, and he was basically our fourth son. From the time they were in middle school until now. He's married now. He's graduated college. He's a teacher in high school. And he's a football coach at Manchester High School. Jake? Yeah. He's a teacher. Jake is a high school teacher and football coach at Manchester High School. And so their last home game is next Friday night. And so your mom really wants to go see him coach his last home game. So we're going to be there next Friday night. So we probably so we can either skip next week or maybe we can do Saturday a Saturday night episode. We'll we'll talk about that this week. I'd like to get in a Saturday night episode if we can, just kind of keep on track a little bit because I'd like to build up a little bit more for the charity stream. Which again, by the way, I completely forgot to talk about at the beginning. That was something really important. November eleventh, November eleventh, people, Veterans Day. I will be doing my second annual charity stream for twenty two kill dot com, benefiting um, active duty and veteran mental health and suicide prevention. So um, come join me here. I'm probably going to start at 8 o'clock in the morning and probably play until 9 o'clock at night and do nothing but play video games and drink a lot of coffee. So come hang out with me, donate to a good charity, and we'll do that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm doing November 11th. I'll be pushing that more. If you guys have some ideas of some games on Game Pass you'd like me to play for that charity stream, let me know, and I'll add those to the list. But that's all I've got. I've got nothing else. I'll push that more next time. Um, we'll, we may be back next week. If we are, it'll probably be on Saturday though. And then we'll kind of go from there and then we'll get back on our regular schedule. So I don't have anything else to say. I'm ready to go and get another drink and go play some Xbox with my old fart friends of mine that I play with on Friday nights. So Connor, you got anything else you want to add before we go? Any more parting shots? You, um, you're not an old fart yet, dad. I'm 53. I'm beyond... If if fifty three is middle old age, old fart is old fart is is when you hit the sixties. I'm only seven years from that, and exactly. not that far. Exactly, you're you're not there yet. Okay. Anyway, I'm an older gentleman. How's that? 
Yes. Okay. So, I'm ready to go and go play with my other older gentlemen, gaming friends, <laughs> and I'll see y'all next time. So, um, if you don't have anything else to say, that's all we got, guys. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate when guys come in and hang out with us and chat. Um, if you're listening to this on an audio podcast, go to your favorite podcasting service that you get this from, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those places where you go. Give us a five-star rating. Um, just it helps people find us more so we get more people to hang out with us. The more people we have to hang out, the better it is. Connor's gone into full Jordy mode over there with his headphones, um, so maybe he can see full-spectrum light now. I don't know. But that's all we got for tonight. We'll see y'all next time on the Gene Pool Variety Hour. And always remember, stay nerdy, my friends. Scotty, full speed ahead. Jordy doesn't talk that way. No, I know. But I've never seen I've only ever seen my I've only ever seen Voyager. I've only ever seen Voyager. I don't even know the black guy Jordy yeah Jordy yeah the visor bye guys y'all have a good night we'll see y'all next time peace you're still here it's over go home